You're listening to Community Radio WRFG Atlanta and on the World Wide Web at WRFG.org. 89.3 FM. We're proudly your listener-supported station for progressive information. As you listen to Second Opinion Radio, please do remember that the views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WRFG, its board, staff, or volunteers. This is a war of good against evil, right against wrong, and we, as animal activists, are fighting for their very lives, much like the people who helped the slaves escape and those who risked their lives to hide the Jews during the Holocaust. We cannot and we will not stop until each and every one of them is free. SecondOpinionRadio.com. I'm Melody Paris. I'm your host this evening. I'm so happy to be here. We've got a great show lined up for you. And uh, we have a special guest on the phone with us. We also have Sonia Schwartz, our vegan chef, right here in the studio with us, who's going to be giving us some delicious recipes in a little bit. Uh, but I think what we'll do is start off with our uh, guest who is joining us by phone, Dr. Richard Schwartz. He is author of Judaism and Vegetarianism, Judaism and Global Survival, and Mathematics and Global Survival. He's also president of Jewish Vegetarians of North America and Society of Ethical and Religious Vegetarians. And he's also associate producer of A Sacred Duty. And he's going to talk with us tonight about A Sacred Duty, which is a documentary and perfect timing. Uh, it's uh, an interesting documentary, especially in light of everything that's in the news and everything that's going on. It's applying Jewish values to help heal the world. We certainly need that. He's going to tell us about that. Uh, Dr. Schwartz, are you with us? Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this opportunity to be on the program. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Uh, what a timely um, uh, documentary this is. Of course, you've been uh, in tune with this whole topic for many, many years. You're an expert on it. But uh, tell us about uh, an overview of what this is about. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the world is really heading toward an unprecedented catastrophe in many ways. You know, as you say, it's very timely because, unfortunately, we've seen the effects of that uh, Hurricane Ike, and unfortunately, so many people really being in such uh, bad shape because of it, and uh, we've had droughts in so many areas, and the recent flooding in uh, Iowa, the Mississippi River, and of course, in California, that's so dry out there, and they've had those wildfires, so many, many problems out there. So the movie addresses this, but it also has that inconvenient truth that even Al Gore very seldom brings up. That is that animal-based diets and agriculture are a major, major factor. Because the UN Food and Agriculture Organization report indicated, and this is very incredible, that so-called livestock agriculture really emits more greenhouse gases in carbon dioxide equivalents than all the cars and trucks and buses and planes and ships, all the means of transportation worldwide 
and that is like 18% from the animal agriculture as compared to about 13.5%. So this is a message we have to get out there that uh, you know, if we don't solve this global warming problem, then everything else will be secondary, and we've got to do a lot of things, but a dietary shift is a major part of that. Uh, you know, in your uh, documentary, um, you talk about, um, obviously, the, the greenhouse gases and, right. and uh, how important this lifestyle change is, but you also talk about that it is possible to reverse this, this disastrous path we're on. And you tie this into, obviously, um, the duties you know, of people of uh, the Jewish faith, and, and you talk a lot about, within the film and, and many of your guests, about why Jewish people are called to this and why it is so important. So can you, can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think every person uh, should really shift toward vegetarianism for quite a number of reasons. But I do stress, you know, I'm starting with the Jewish community, but uh, the message is really universal. But there are six biblical mandates that I think point very strongly to vegetarianism as the ideal diet for Jews and everybody else. I'll just indicate what I consider these six mandates, and I'd be happy to give more details on any one of them. And these are, first, to show compassion for animals, to be very diligent in taking care of our health, to be co-workers with God in preserving the environment, to conserve natural resources, to help hungry people, and to seek and pursue peace. These are all very basic teachings, values, mandates in Judaism, I think really in every religion. So we're trying to get that message out. What has been the response uh, to the film, Dr. Schwartz? Well, thank God it's been really terrific, but, you know, it's like two groups of people out there. Those who are committed to the environment, to vegetarianism and all, really see it as a very valuable tool and showing it all over. And, by the way, the movie can be seen on YouTube and on uh, people go to A Sacred Duty, all one word, the main title of the film, .com, a sacred duty.com, people can see it. So it's been very good on that, but as Al Gore quips sometimes, denial is not just a river in Egypt. There's a tremendous amount of denial, resistance right. out there that some people just don't want to know, unfortunately. So we have some people have seen it and made changes and all. So it's been positive, and if people go to that same website, sacredduty.com, they can see a lot of blurbs and reviews there. And so thank God it's been positive, but uh, we're still trying to reach out to many more, and the issues are so urgent. It's like the future of humanity is at stake at all with this. So we are giving out complimentary copies to people who we hope will share it with others, maybe arrange a showing. And if they go to that, asacredduty.com, they can request a complimentary DVD as well as seeing the movie there. And uh, we've also given out close to 20,000 DVDs of the movie by now. It, what calls you to this, Dr. Schwartz? Because there, there's a lot of uh, people in the world, billions of people, obviously, mm -hmm. but there's always a few that take a step forward and speak up uh, for the earth, for the animals, for our environment. And I always wonder what, what calls you to this, or what calls you? Well, for many years at the College of Staten Island, I was giving a course called Mathematics and the Environment. You know, I was teaching liberal arts on science students. They're generally weak in math, poorly motivated. So I came up with this idea of relating basic math, 
just simple calculations, some graphs, sequences, little probability and statistics, the basic environmental problems. And by giving that course, I found out that, uh, you know, world hunger, the major problem is really a scandal. And all because we, there is enough food in the world, but I found out by reading a book by Francis Mora Pay called Diet for a Small Planet that uh, we're feeding so much grain to animals, like 70% of the grain produced in the U.S. is fed to farmed animals at a time when an estimated 20 million people are dying of hunger and its effects. So after teaching that for a while, I suddenly uh, realized my own diet was a factor. So step by step, I started moving toward vegetarianism. And I've often thought that religious values, you know, in my case, Jewish values, uh, should be applied to the threats of the world. So I tried to put it together, and then I thought there's got to be a case for vegetarianism and Judaism, and step by step I put it together, got it out to people seeking uh, reviews, ideas. I thought, you know, maybe I'm just wrong and all, but nobody really is able to answer the basic case. So I now have the third edition of my book, Judaism and Vegetarianism, and I'd be very happy to have a respectful dialogue debate with rabbis on a question, should Jews be vegetarians? And in fact, should everybody be vegetarian? So I hope maybe people in the listening audience will... Uh, you know, maybe get somebody who we willing to take part in that dialogue because this has to be part of the Jewish agenda, the religious agenda, society's agenda. Because not only is a shift to vegetarianism an important individual choice, it's really a societal imperative. We said many things have to be done, but we see the global warming, and unfortunately. Uh, if you look at the projections, we ain't seen nothing yet because they're projecting far more higher temperatures, anything from 3 to 11 degrees Fahrenheit in the next century. So we've really got to start moving fast because climate scientists like James Hansen of NASA and Al Gore and others are stating that we could reach a tipping point things can spiral out of control with really disastrous consequences unless major changes are soon made and vegetarianism is an important part of that and that's something that every person can do right away. We don't have to wait for our government, for corporations, you know, all those things have to be done also. But vegetarianism is an essential part of what has to be done. Very good point uh, about not waiting for the government right. to step in. It empowers us with something we can do. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to Second Opinion Radio right here on WRT. We're speaking with our guest, Dr. Richard Schwartz. He is Professor Emeritus of College of Staten Island, also an author of many books and uh, and associate producer of A Sacred Duty. You can go to asacredduty.com. But, uh, Dr. Schwartz, you have lots of really interesting articles, too, online if people are interested, uh, jewishveg.com backslash Schwartz, and uh, so mm-hmm. if people would like to, to read up on that. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, this topic always comes up when we talk about religion, specifically of, of the Jewish faith and vegetarianism. People always throw out the term kosher. There's been a lot of talk about mm-hmm. kosher slaughterhouses. Uh, how do you address that issue as it, as it plays into the whole religious idea of vegetarianism and environmentalism? Well, kosher in terms of eating meat, the idea there was to sensitize people, you know, to not taking things for granted and, uh, 
it is true that permission is given to eat meat, the Torah, although God's first dietary law in the first chapter of Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 29, strictly vegetarian, and according to many, the ideal time that Jews yearn for the Messianic period will also be vegetarian based on the prophecy of Isaiah that the wolf will dwell with the lamb, the lion will eat drug, the ox, and no one shall hurt nor destroy in all of God's holy mountain. So the ideal times are vegetarian, but permission reluctantly was given, but with many stipulations, the so-called kosher laws, that you can't eat certain animals, you can't eat certain parts, and the slaughter was supposed to be done in a very special way, uh, only a, a so-called shohet, somebody, very pious person, could, would be the slaughterer, rather than in many slaughterhouses where there might be uh, the rapid changeover, maybe immigrants coming in and really trying to get a job and all, but it's a very dangerous job, and as I say, rapid turnover. So the kosher slaughter was meant to be done in a special way with a very sharp knife and all. Unfortunately, the reality doesn't always work out that way. And what I argue is that some of the things that we've been seeing in the news, like at the post-bill slaughterhouse in Iowa, where there's been many allegations of mistreatment of animals and even of hiring people, teenagers and all, and mistreatment of workers, that these should be a wake-up call to consider all the moral issues related to our diets. The six mandates I mentioned before, because even if the slaughter is done painlessly, we still have the fact that in the U.S. alone is 10 billion farmed animals, mostly raised on factory farms under very, very horrible conditions, and all that, uh, sure, you probably discuss in many of your other programs. So uh, the ideal is to meet vegetarian diets because that's best for a person's health, for the environment, certainly for the animals, for the world's hungry because we're not... Uh, inefficiently uh, using grain to feed animals rather than people, etc. Right. Uh, very, very good answer and, and certainly shines some light on that. One thing, you know, a, a tough question that, that I think a lot of people ask, particularly people that are interested in vegetarianism and that sort of thing and environmentalism, is that, you know, Al Gore had the perfect opportunity to bring to the forefront uh, about the, the role that animals play in environmentalism, the, the amount of gases. Um, instead, you know, he, he kind of left that out. Or I shouldn't say he kind of left out. He did leave it out. He got the whole world thinking, of course, that we need to drive compact cars and turn off the lights. Right. But there was never a mention of animals. And, and what do you make of that? Yeah. Well, first of all, in his book, which goes along with the movie, he does have maybe half a page at the end in what you can do section. So there's a little bit of acknowledgement there, but in the movie, he doesn't. And, and unfortunately, it's true not only for him, but many, many environmental groups and environmentalists um, also going that way. And, um, you know, it's a matter of people being creatures of habit and not willing to change and all, but... Uh, it is so essential. I mean, um, it's hard to see how a person can be an environmentalist and not uh, be a vegetarian. I always quote uh, Howard Lyman, who uh, is one of the key spokespeople after years and years of being a cattle rancher and all. And he says to be an environmentalist and not a vegetarian is like being a philanthropist who doesn't give money. 
So you can see there's uh, a bit of an inconsistency there. That's a, that, a perfect quote. You know, we we had the pleasure of how, having Howard mm-hmm. on the show, but oh, not, he is. I've never heard that quote before. Amazing. Well, if you uh, wanted to say something specifically to people that are listening tonight, a, a particular message you want to get across to them before they check out the, the, the documentary and the book, what would you want to share with people? Yeah, well, I hope they will watch that documentary and also go to that website you mentioned, jewishbeds.com, with a slash in my last name, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z, where I have over 130 articles. And I hope they'll realize that the most important thing they can do for their own lives, for their children, for their grandchildren, possibly, is to really work on this issue. Go to their ministers, priests, rabbis, and very respectfully say, how about having a program about this? How about getting it onto our agenda? Because we're trying to have respectful dialogue. You know, we say there is a choice, but that choice should be made by taking religious values into account. And as I said, unfortunately, the world's heading toward tremendous catastrophe, and we're seeing it all around, the signs of it, the floods, the droughts, the storms, the wildfires, polar bears are in danger, the ice caps are melting, glaciers are melting, there's more and more thirst and hunger, there's going to be more and more refugees fleeing the floods and storms and wildfires and heat waves and disease, and that's going to make, unfortunately, instability and violence and terrorism and war more likely. So this should become a number one priority for everybody, and they should spread the message as much as possible. Great. Well, I want to thank you, Dr. Short, for taking the time to come on asacreddutycom uh, If you'd like more information, also uh, jewishveds.com backslash Schwartz. And we have a copy uh, of the documentary here that we will give away later. And um, I hope that you'll join us again soon sometime. Well, it's been a play any time at all. I'd be very happy to uh, come on the program. And best wishes to you, and thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Schwartz, and good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thank you for staying with us. That was Dr. Schwartz, asacredduty.com. We do have a copy. If you would like to uh, have a copy of the DVD, I would love to send it to you. Just drop me an email at melodyparis at secondopinionradio.com. melodyparis at secondopinionradio.com. Love to get that out to you. And uh, if you're interested, he has lots and lots, uh, like he mentioned, of article, different articles about vegetarianism um, that relate to the Jewish faith, and I think whether we're Jewish or any other faith, we can certainly relate to the um, the situation our planet is in, and we can all relate to how we can make a difference with our diet and be more empowered. So I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to take a very quick break. Uh, when we come back, we've got some announcements about what's going on here in Atlanta, something very fun coming up. And uh, we also, of course, have Sonia Schwartz, our vegan chef, right here in the studio. She's got some delicious recipes for you, so get your pen handy, and we'll be right back.